Roger. Yeah, I think you're pulling the wrong one. I'm just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in me. Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Hey, 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 hello, hi. Everybody knows that turkeys are made of gold. Everybody knows that you got your new shoes made to look old. Hi, welcome to Live to Tape. Thanks for being here. This is your uh, host and Covenant Master, Jim Jason, Jeffrey Fleckhorn, John Jackson, Jim Pemberton, old Kevin Tipcorn, taking you for a big, long, leisurely ride in Daddy's big red truck. So sit back, relax, put your hands on the branch, and take a chance to do a dance per hamps, because we've got a whole bunch of hamsters ready to run inside of a wheel to grind up the peppercorns for your meal. I promise that the shaft that's attached to the wheel won't be touching the peppercorns so there won't be any type of interference like hamster piss inside of it. It's an insurance. It's a piss, it's a piss insurance. I guarantee it. You're gonna like what you get. <laughs> Thank God. Thank goodness. The good business is done. That was the introduction. That was the introduction number one. Well, it was sort of the intro two after the intro one. But either way, that's you know where you are, here where you are. This is where you'd be. Lay down with me. It's going to be a sweet pea. So you won't feel it under the mattress because it's a sweet pea because it'll be so soft with sugar. It'll get squished by the mattress and you won't even taste it or feel it or know it's there. Hey, it's me, Johnny. Uh, thanks for being here. This is a really great episode of the podcast. I'm super glad you can hear this one. This is a, uh, I mean, if, if you're here, you already know. Uh, if you're a first time listener, <clears throat> go back, go back and keep digging because this is just sort of like, we've been, we've been in this mind for a long time. The stuff we've been pulling out, it's fucking huge. <laughs> I'm pulling out fucking huge nugs here, bro. I'm not talking about weed. I'm talking about gold. Actually, maybe silver, because I think maybe people actually made more money off silver mines back in the day because, you know, silver is actually more useful. Well, actually, I don't know. I said actually, but I don't know. Either way, what I'm saying is gold is flashy. Silver is um, can be flashy if you set, it, set the right stone in it. I don't even mean turquoise. Either way. This is a mine that's got, we've struck a load, an L-O-D-E. We're pulling out hot shit that's cold and crusty and cream and creamy, all the varieties. It's just a sweet little ditty ride. It's a wonderful place to be. So if you're here for the first time and enjoying it, you should uh, take it, take, see where we've been. 
and join the journey and keep going forward with that. So uh, with, with that, I'd like to introduce the next part of the podcast, which is me say, saying some things about some people who know that I want to say them, okay? I wanted to do something now that I've wanted to do something before now, and I haven't done it because I didn't get around to it because... That's how things are. I asked about this a while ago and people responded. And now I'm dealing with it. I'm going to do it. There's a Patreon page for this podcast. It's called patreon.com slash live to tape where you can pledge your support to uh, be deeply involved with the podcast, to be uh, to catch the latest trends that get issued from here forth outwards towards wherever they're going. You get to catch that trend wave first. And I want to thank the people who are the early adopters of this thing that will surely grow beyond all of us. These are people who have been, who are Patreon members of the Live to Tape Patreon, okay? These are patrons. To these names, I say thank you. These have all been approved by, our, um, all, by their vetting process and the people involved in themselves. Thank you to Johnny without an H. Morgan B. Stephen B. DJ FSNS. Rachel. The original S. Preston L. Will W. Neil B. Dan B. Mike D. Jeff P. Dale H. Matthew S. Luke B. Stank B. Philip G. Margaret D. Stephen W. Hunt C, Mark M, and Eugene Eric J, also known as Eric Eugene J. J, J, J. Thank you all for being contributing members to the Live to Tape Patreon.com slash Live to Tape page. Hey, freaks, one more thing here, very important thing. I have this really cool show coming up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm only doing it in Minneapolis, Minnesota on October 26th of this year, 2018. The show is called Moving Through Physical Space, and it's just me. It's my solo show I've been working on for quite some time now. So please, if you can at all attend that show, you definitely should, and you'll be very pissed off at yourself if you don't go. You can get tickets at theparkwaytheater.com. It's called Moving Through Physical Space, and it's me. So look for Johnny Pemberton, Moving Through Physical Space, Buy it. Tickets to the parkwaytheater.com. October 26th. The show's at 8 o'clock. Not that that really matters because you're going to block off the whole fucking day because I know you. <laughs> Actually, you should probably do something beforehand. Have like a have a day of it. You know, you go to dinner, maybe have some drinks, or but not too many drinks so you're like a weird asshole and then you regret how weird of an asshole you were. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff. It's going to be... A, I'm, I'm really serious here. It's going to be really awesome. I'm really... Happy and very proud to be doing a show at this amazing, newly reopened theater, the theaterparkwaytheater.com. Get tickets.
Hi, this is Paul Beetlecoat with my special guest, Paul Zipwagon here. Hi, this is Paul Beetlecoat with my special guest, Jeff Zipwagon. Hi, Jeff. Sometimes I go by Paul. I mean, we're all Paul to some extent or another, I feel. Hell yeah. We're here today to experiment with an idea brought to me by the 7th Fisk of Downtown Excrement Station. Hell yeah. Uh, we're, we're currently in a rain system that is, has not been letting up for... I mean, it's been quite some time now we've been in this rain system. I don't give a shit. I love it, man. I'm so sick of all these bitches, man. Bitching about the rain. Angry at the rain. I'm very sick about people bitching about the rain. It's like, just become the rain, you know? My attitude with the entire situation is, uh, you think you're dry, then you, you're gonna be afraid of getting wet, but my understanding of these kinds of things is the moment you realize that you're just wet and don't have that expectation won't hold you back. What's up? Lisa, shout out. Shout out to Lisa Z. Shout out to Pepsi Steps. Pepsi Steps, the new Pepsi program where you can earn unlimited points and miles by every sip you take. Fuck Pepsi yeah. Steps. Take that step. Take that step. Take that sip. Come on down to the mothership, Pepsi Steps. We're also brought to you by Wagon Lunch. If mm. you, uh, for lunches on the go, order ahead. Pick up, skip the line with or Wagon Or an arm, lunch. or a leg, order whatever the fuck you want. You know, that's another thing I'm sick of, and I just am going to say it right now. I don't mean to create go beef. Ahead. Go ahead, Paul. Say it right you. here. Fuck you. Fuck you, Brendan Lace. Brendan Lace. Hey, man, don't tell me I can't order a fucking foot or an ass or any any piece of the body. You eat your fucking head, bitch. Brendan Lace, eat your head, you little bitch. Uh, we're also brought to you by Downtown, the place that's not uptown and it's not the west side, it's downtown. It's the area that you can go down to even if you live beneath it, downtown. forever, that's where I'm from. One second, uh, we're also brought to you by Arpeggios. Arpeggios are, could you, Paul, would you be willing to explain? This is a Jason Beetle coat here. My guest is Paul uh, Wagon Rip. That's what I'm known as down below. Here's the deal. I was friends with a man named Arpeggio. His name was Arpeggio Galavani. I'm just going to put it out there right now. That's the man who made me who I am today. My father translated scrolls. We used to spend summers in Italy in this beautiful manor house and uh, my father every summer would get a new scroll translator. As it turns out, Arpeggio came from a famous university that shall not be named in the United States of America to help my father translate some of his scrolls and during that summer we had a love affair. He entered me like hot lead through butter next to an Italian creek. Fill me up! Ever since then, I've never run out. Thank you, Arpeggio. Brought to you by... I miss you, man. Call me or something. I know you're married now. But hey, we can still just be friends. That was just a moment in time. You're listening to Live to Tape on the Live to Tape Network. I miss you, man. Paul Beetlecoat. I'm Jason Zipper. Your asshole smell like Paul's. If you smell like halls, get downstairs, find out a place to go. If you need he would put halls in his asshole. If you need methadone. One second, we'll be right back.
Don't take vitamins either now. Whatever you do, don't take vitamins. That's the number one thing. You want to start feeling better, cut out vitamins. If you want to start That's feeling better. That's the big better. conspiracy. They won't tell you that. The things they won't tell you on TV. Number one, don't, don't take, take vitamins. vitamins. Number two, water fast. Water fast is a myth. If yeah. you're water fasting, you might as well just be blasting out pieces of like crust from your ass. Number four. Number four. Oxygen depletion is a good thing. You want if you here's how it works, okay? If you deplete the oxygen in your cells, it wakes up the membranes in the wall. There's something called the mighty mitochondrial DNA. Yes. And when you wake up that mitochondrial DNA, you're gonna have the biggest, baddest, best, freshest breakfast of labia you've ever had in your life. Now, if you've been noticing that when you chomp on those labias, it tastes wrong, or you find your own labia seems to have gotten a kind of greasy undertone, Guaranteed you're getting too much You gotta find a way out You gotta live, you gotta scream and shout Open the back door to oxygen depletion Let the oxygen go out like your secretions We're gonna live, we're gonna live, we're gonna live I want you to get depleted, don't be cheated some diet Pepsi sippers in the morning, baby. Yo, my bowl of labias tastes a little crazier. What's going on here? This stuff tastes like it came from the bottom of a coral reef. Tastes like a coral reef. I wanted something I'm salty, not this shit. I want I'm something salty. I'm living beneath your coral reef and watch you queef. I wanna feel the blast on the back of my knees. I wanna Taste the cheese from your ovaries. Oh, come on, D-I-D-Y. Give it to me, please. Hey, don't get pissed just because I wrote a shop to Atlantis. Met a murking, said he was my friend. Next thing I know, he stabbed me in the back, yo. Arpeggio, call me, boy, what's going on? You ass, I'm... Fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. Go outside, open up a little can. Do a double dribble, the best that you can. Ooh, it's summer again. It's summer again. See the sun come up again. Take off your raincoat. Easy to love. Open each your eyes. Other. Take off your raincoat. You can dance open together. Your eyes, take off your Don't worry.
water my love you can't enjoy a shark my friend let's purify the oceans of salt heat them up and put some tea bags inside of him <laughs> we can turn the oceans into tea gang it's a simple matter of getting them heated up and getting the salt out and then we've got tea for the planet ladies and gentlemen Welcome to Live to Tape. Uh, today my guest is Duncan Trussell. Uh, we just had an introduction there from a couple of guys who call themselves the, the best boys. Uh, they're from the Grip Station and uh, Union 6. Uh, Johnny Pemberton will be arriving here shortly and Duncan is stepping in now yeah. uh, to continue the conversation. What's up? If in case you were unaware, we're currently uh, dealing with an idea that has been spread around quite a bit significantly by the mainstream media and yeah. the fake news, the idea that plastic is bad and a negative thing that we do not want. We'll be clarifying that an hour or two of the symposium, yeah. which goes on right now. We'll give you a brief 15-second break that includes sounds of the forest, and then we'll be back with the full live real guests. Yeah. Mm. Uh. <laughs> eh. Oh man. Yeah. These uh. sounds that I'm hearing. Yeah. There're so many creatures in the forest. We've got as you can hear the chirping of a Cadrexis canary and in the background there you'll hear the the flow of water that many may think, "Oh, I'm listening to a stream creek waterfall or river." But what you're hearing there is the very healthy urine release of a Baraxian ham cow. Mm -hmm. Giant beings that, 
when they at last allow themselves the mercy of their own release they're so big their 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 size is size they have confused physicists for so long they see these things and say how in the name of science could a being so large maintain its grasp upon a planet that is so much smaller. I mean, that's the idea about the whole anti-gravity thing. Hey, welcome to the podcast. My guest is Duncan Trussell. Hello, guys. What's going on? Duncan, it's so cool to have you here Thanks, to talk man. about anti-gravity, because I think that's something that I'm really excited to see you finally getting into. You oh, know? my God. It's, I, every day that I wasn't thinking about anti-gravity is a day with my feet in an ant's nest. Can I say it? something? Yeah. You can only read the Bible so many times. That's right. You <laughs> so, it's one of those things where, like, you know, I feel... That you really have something, you have a grasp on things because of that. I know there's uh, been some talk about, well, ancient aliens to say the least, right? Can you can you just touch on that for a second, the idea of ancient yeah. aliens? Well, the, one of the big problems with that mm-hmm. is that uh, a lot of people don't have the finances to take care of them. Right. So you end up with an ancient alien and you're going to have to put them in a rest home. And so now we're running... Aliens so ancient. Yeah. So, you know, one of the side products of the big anti-grav movement right now Mm -hmm. is to use the money that we're generating from creating bitcoins using our anti-gravity engines, which are fueling the uh, graphics cards that are running our massive bitcoin farms on the dark side of the moon, to create a uh, floating uh, paradise for some of these ancient aliens who right now are really being neglected in the various pods, vessels, uh, and um, uh, galactic um, uh, ships that are all over the galaxy. So yeah, we need to get these ancient aliens taken care of. And I know what a lot of you are thinking, well, yeah, I was enslaved by one of them, or one of them maybe destroyed my home planet. Why the fuck should I take care of it? And the answer to that is, yeah, well, I mean, the... The answer to that is, is why not? Right? Am I wrong in saying why not? Have you... The the way I say... This is what I say. Number one... I'm going to take my shirt off. Ancient aliens are capable of change. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that. So, and, and ancient aliens are capable. I'm trying to do that thing where they do on the on a meme where they put the claps between things like Ain't, stop. I can't do it because the claps are between, right? It's like yeah, stop having sex with people you like. I can't do it. I, you know, I went to a, a training for that, for uh-huh. the whole weekend seminar on how to clap between oh words. Yeah. And man, I got shamed and humiliated. And like the fucking teacher was like, literally I'm on stage. All I had to do was like, stop killing children. And in between do the clap. I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. Stop killing children. children. I can't do it. And the guy's like, looks me right in the fucking eyes and is like, you suck. It, I can't even do it now, but he did the clap thing. Have you ever had it done to you? I have. Um, I don't it think I hurts. have had it done. It fucking hurts. Because it, it's like, like, really, it's such a teach. I mean, because I know we're, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty much on the lookout at all times for teachable moments. Dude, I love being re-educated. Yeah. I mean, but the sting of that clap, because uh-huh. it's like, you know, the word, what's happening when you really know how to do it uh-huh. is uh-huh. Your, your, your word is going into the clap, and the clap is compressing the word, shooting it out of your fingers. It hyper-warps the clap, and then that goes into one of your chakras. Like, you see mm. that shit happening, and you don't know what's going on. You yeah. think it's just some random dumbass clapping in between words, right. but they have, like, sucked down your 
language and are shooting it to various chakras. And usually it's not done violently. It's done in the hope of opening up the block chakra. So a person who knows how to do it, it's essentially like the same shit where you blow the uh, darts into the monkey's ass to put him to oh, sleep. Oh, I haven't seen that. I haven't heard about that, actually. Oh, yeah. it's That's happening all over fucking... Uh, Malaysia? Well, in Glendale. Cause of oh, the, Glendale. Because those baboons got out. But yeah, it's just same. It's the same thing, you know. But it's like they're shooting these work compressed words through mm-hmm. micro wormholes, and they blast into your chakra and open it up. But it fucking hurts to get your chakra opened up if you're resisting that change. Is that sort of like? Because I was thinking about this the other day. You know, how you have like a Ziploc bag, and it holds water. Yeah, I love it. But uh, if you put ice in that, you can feel the cold. What's going on there? Oh, yeah. Because the water's not getting out. We're it's, getting back in the anti-graphic. It's not getting out, but yeah. yet I can feel the cold. How is cold getting out? Yeah. Same also, uh, Ziploc bag, right? Airtight. Yeah. If I were to put... I got a really big one from the company. Yeah. The biggest Ziploc bag they make. It's a human-sized one. I don't know. It's a special order, and you have to sign for the delivery. Yeah, sure. And... Um, it, oh, you're talking about the like Max 19, that yeah, thing. Yeah, Max 19. Dude, you ordered those are fucking expensive. Well, I, I had to test this out because you're I just, balling, dude. Well, Shut I, no, up. I, it's a write-off. It's a write-off. Shut up. It's for the podcast, dude. Uh-huh. You are, uh-huh. man. I remember. No, not to like create like a fucking stupid like side tributary yeah. here in our wonderful, wonderful discussion. I definitely want to get back to the anti-grav issue because totally. it really is rocking brains across the country. Uh-huh. But, dude, I was with you fucking waist deep in fish guts in Alaska and one of those canneries that you go cutting to. Cutting and plucking. Cutting and plucking. You were fucking heartbroken. Scaling and wailing. You, I remember like you kept getting in trouble because you would cry into the fish guts yeah. and like the health dude came in and was but like... I kept telling him, this is saltwater fish, bro. Yeah. And like my tears are saltwater. What's the big deal? I know, man. What was that, that foreman? Fucking Mike... What's his fucking name, man? Mike... Mike, was it Mike Bilge? Mike fucking Bilge. Mike fucking Bilge. Dude, he was Dude. such a dick, but he was so funny. If you say, hey, Mike, uh, how's your Bilge pump going? He goes, shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Get back to fucking chopping! And his dick would always fall out of his pants. Oh, dude, you'd never forget the first time you see the bil- the Bilge pump. Yeah, the Bilge pump. That's what they call him that. <laughs> yeah, oh my my dick is not a Bilge pump. I remember him staying all the time. <laughs> Look, penises anyway, are dude, not Bilge pumps. To just think that now... It's only been, what, 30 years, and here you are right. ordering fucking premium, massive, yes. handmade Ziplocs. Uh, to fit a whole... I, uh, so I got it, right? I That's got the like Ziploc. a year. Uh, dude, some people don't make that much money in a year. Some people don't even live out a year. Right. That's right. the thing I was thinking about recently. Just, you know, some people just aren't, aren't even alive. Some people are literally dead. And it's like every day someone dies, every day someone's born, every second someone dies, every second someone's born. I mean... Well, I mean, we just got to love each other. We just got to love each other. Um, You know, the reality of the situation is that a great many of us um, have inadvertently... Um, lost our souls. We've lost our souls. And um, well, this is creating a really curious predicament, which yeah. is that 
uh, is people are essentially non-player characters. You heard about an, this? An NPC? Yeah. yeah. An NPC. So, you know, we're looking at, you know, you're in a simulator and non-player. But anyway, here's the point, man. Just to get back to the Ziploc bag thing. You were asking earlier, well, how, and this is a question I get all the time when I'm doing my lecture tour. The question that binds us. Well, how do we feel the cold from the ice when it's got the Ziploc around And it? how come you can yell in an, in an airlock and people can hear you outside of it like well not an airlock but a uh, like a ziplock bag oh my god yeah like that that of course <laughs> has been for a lot of us a real problem which is like you think after you finally get the bag zipped mm -hmm. that they're not going to be able to scream because yeah. it's airtight and then suddenly they're bellowing and everybody hears it and now you've got the knock at the door and you have to explain that it was a video game or whatever this is one of the problems Here's what it is. They recently did an experiment to try to understand this question, which, of course, led to uh, the ability to travel instantaneously through space and time. Your question uh -huh. was the seed question oh. that Galvan of the Seven Folds uh -huh. asked that sunny afternoon in Pittsburgh uh, before Blazing everything changed on eternally. A sunny afternoon. Pittsburgh. Good old Pittsburgh. I only have three a year. Yeah. I Well, I mean, even the whole thing where Pittsburgh's trying to get rid of afternoons altogether is like, that's... It's ludicrous. Nuts. It's fucking ludicrous. We can, I mean, dude, we, are, we already are going through the hell of uh -huh. daylight savings time, and now you want to get rid of afternoons? It's like, guys, let's just like keep the cycles of the day like they are, at least until the return. Everything you want, I'll get you fucking brunch, I'll buy you fucking lunch. <laughs> yeah. Love it, man. These um, are the good new days. These are the good quality. I want to play this. Should we play this song for real? Yeah, please. I'd love Should we it. play it for real? I'd be honored. Duncan, do you like the kinks? What? You uh, like yeah, the kinks? I do. You know, I do weird shit. I like sucking on feet, you know what it. What? You asked if I was kinky? Yeah, I like sucking on feet. I like when you pull away you all know, the sounds. What? My answer, my, when you when you pull away all those extraneous sounds, my answer, my question to you is, what? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, dude, I grew up on a fucking plum farm. Dude, my question to you right now is real simple. Dude, I grew up on a fucking Listen. plum farm, so shut the fuck up. I got a real fucking simple question for you right now. Okay. Go ahead. That question is, what? I said it, man. No, no, I grew up me, on a fucking plum farm, let bitch. Me finish. Say it then. My question is. Say it. You, you, I can't say it if you keep saying okay. say it. Uh, how Permission can I, granted to speak. How can I say what I want to say that's it if you keep saying say it? My question is. Say it. My 
question is. Say it. Shut up. Say it. Shut it the fuck Dumbass, say it. My question. Dumbass, say it. Why? If you don't, I'm gonna. <laughs> Look at that. Walked right into that trap. Hell, I felt like I was watching a red canary walk right into a mouse trap. That's what my daddy used to do. We had that red canary problem on our plum farm. We'd lay out mouse traps and just listen to the nods. They click on those canaries. <laughs> I love that sound. I love the sound of a mouse trap clicking down on one of them red canaries and eating up your plums. Now you say it, boy. Let's hear what you have to say. I just love that at night you'd hear that tick 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 all them canaries getting tripped and trapped. Canaries getting click cracked. Daddy is smiling at night. Canaries can click shit chat. You better stop suckling on my plums. Clicky clack, snip snap snap. No Canaries in a mouse trap. You thought you could come on the plum farm and eat. I'm sorry, little canary. I'm gonna suck your canary feet. That's what we do at night, man. Right after you trap them canaries, you go out there and suck on their little, little feet when they're stuck in that trap. And then you let them go, and they fly off, and they never come back. No canary's coming back after it's gotten caught in a mouth trap and had its feet sucked on for a couple of hours in that fucking plum farm. I'll tell you that. They tell their friends, too. Stay the fuck away from that farm. You try! <laughs> They say stay away from that plum farm because you will land in a trap. The plums. You try singing after you've been sucked on your feet. Oh yeah, it messed up their bird song. That, and then a canary wherein his feet's been sucked on, it does its little chirp bullshit. And guess what? It doesn't call a canary, it calls a fucking hawk. The victim of your own demise. Shouldn't have stolen my plums. Shouldn't have stolen. You shouldn't better. have stolen number one. Hey, you don't have to be in a coal mine to die, bitch. You don't have to be in a coal mine to set your daddy Daddy was set free every night. He was liberated by the sound of those traps smacking down on those fucking canaries' thick leathery necks. Clickety clack, leather snip snap. Put uh, that sandwich back. I got a little furry feathered snack. Canary sandwiches. That was the meal we ate on the, those hot days on the plum farm. C A N A R Y. Something flows so fine. And you get a wound on your hand, the best thing for it, canary shit. Just rub it right in. You got a wound from that beak of blocking. You better start doing a little anal sucking. That's right. Get that poo poo out the back and bucket on that cut of mine. That's what we had, tiny 
little holes. In those days, holes used to make a canary-sized holes that you could put in the ash hole of the canary when you're suckling out at shit for medical purposes. Oh. And that, uh, that way you wouldn't get that uh, first taste of the canary's ass, which can only be compared to a meal that they eat in Australia, which is not that great unless you were raised on it Vegemite. Back in the day We would put a little special Drop in the canary's ass So it tasted good Yep, and you'd have to Now in those days on the plum farms Before the uh, climate started changing We had fairies on the plum farm And they would have blow darts And they would shoot the tiny little holes Into the canary's assholes So even before you caught them They already had that prepared uh, canary uh, anus, as it's called, PCA. Can't go back, but you, you, you can't be here, you know? It's just memories, it's just frames, little gels on the surface of your mind, you know? It's ultimately just emptiness being colored by your neurological replication of something that happened long ago. And for us, what happened long ago? Well, let's just say it didn't didn't stay paradise on that plum farm. And I guess I'll never forget that morning when I opened the door and saw a yellow cloud. Uh, yellow cloud of flapping wings and in the middle of that cloud was daddy they'd gotten him I guess they'd been training up in the trees or maybe somebody I don't want to point fingers but sometimes I wonder if maybe uh, the government trained those canaries to carry daddy away because uh, they wanted to run a highway through our plum farm regardless my father carried away up into the mountains by never found him never found some say he still wanders up there at night with his lantern and his halls seeking revenge putting those halls based a hit film Eddie and the Cruisers on this story but they changed it into something to do with a rock star and not my canary a plum farmer with a canary problem but all I can say is when you're with somebody tell them you love them because you never know when the canary might take them away you never know
Hey, Duncan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Johnny. This is cool. Um, we're just going to get started here. I have a couple of housekeeping things. Hey, listen to Live to Tape. Uh, it's a podcast of the name I just said. My name is Johnny Pemberton. I'm the host. I'm really podcast. honored to be your 666th guest. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just a number. <laughs> don't let it, don't let, don't let it uh, make you feel weird. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, man. No, it didn't cut me off. Uh, just a couple of things to note real quick. Uh, we're brought to you by plants. They're always growing, always showing plants. Uh, if you don't have them, check them out. If you haven't seen them, uh, I would just go anywhere and check out plants. Um, Dude, speaking of plants, yeah. again, not to cut you off, right. had the craziest fucking thing happen. So we moved into that new spot. You've seen it. Right. <laughs> um, I, you can be real now if you want to. I am. Uh, this is totally... <laughs> I go into the backyard. Right. Because uh, they've done a lot... Like, it's a beautiful backyard. It is beautiful. So I go Manicured. to, like... And I've been, like, sitting on the hammock, like, looking at the beautiful... Like, it's sort of... There's a slope with wood chips and all these beautiful ferns that have been planted up there. So I go up there to, like, take a look at one of the ferns because mm-hmm. the dog had been barking at it, right? Ooh. So I fucking go up to the fern. It's fake. Like, all the plants... fucking kidding Not even me? fucking kidding. Like, all the plants back there are... Not only are they fucking fake, but, like, I'm like, what the fuck? Because, like, they're still planted. So I'm like, what are you... What are, what are you, like using to plant a fake plant. Like, right. I always thought that was done in pots inside, yeah. right? So I pull the thing out, and the plant has been inserted into an obsidian cube. That, oh, how big? Dude, it probably weighs, it's like, I don't know, four feet by four feet. That's a huge cube. Uh, dude, it weighed like 50 pounds, right? Oh, 50 pounds, more like 50 tons. I mean. I was light. It was you know, what? That, you know what that means, right? It means it's hollow. Well, that's what I was going to say, dude. There's oh. a fucking keypad mm. on the side of the fucking cube that I, I think if I knew the right code, I could I could open it up or something. But mm. I uh, called the uh, property manager, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, there, there's these, like, obsidian cubes, right. and I thought those ferns were real. And the property manager's like, oh, those, like, plants were there when we came in. We've never even, like, looked at them. I have no idea. I yeah. contact the former owner. I'm like, please do, because I'd love to know what's in these cubes. Property manager said that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the property manager said they contact the former owner. They would, yeah. So uh, she calls me back three hours later. The fucking former owner who was living in Austin. Austin, Texas. Yeah. uh, Three days ago was found decapitated in their fucking house. Well, that's clearly an accident. Oh, yeah, it was definitely an accident. Yeah, that's an accident. People, oh, yeah. It was like you know, a, no one's ever been decapitated on purpose. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. It's this weird myth. but Well, it's yeah, it was like, accident. this is like one of those, like, I guess the, uh, he was trying to change the light bulb next to the fan and yeah. like, just, just lean it's like, in. <laughs> it's like that whole thing, you know. Uh, if you're playing by the train tracks and you get hit by a train, um, joke's on you. I know. It's yeah. Like you're playing by the train tracks, buddy. Don't but who can resist the... train tracks? They're so fun. They are the fun, the sound. You wanna hear a sound of a train real quick? I would love it. This is one of my favorite things, the sound of a train passing by. Like an old one. Sound just the of smell a of a train track. Train. <gasps> that feel of that sweet fucking hot steel yeah. on your ass. The rail grease too. Mm. I just, love that. Man. Yep. Love it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a silver streak. That's a silver streak. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I get those mixed up all the time. Uh-huh. That's a red tucker, isn't it? That might be a, a, a silver flash. There it comes. Choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo. 
God, it sounds so good. Fuck, man. Damn, that's good, dude. Holy shit. Did you hear that little call just now? Like someone dying. Yeah. Did you hear that? Listen. Hmm. Wait, listen. You hear that? Yeah. What the fuck is that? It's just somebody was playing. It's a track, track baby. It's a track baby, isn't it? Yeah. Dude, so this is the crazy shit that I've right? been reading. So, like, track babies. I'm sure you've read about this, like in childbirth. One of the things that a lot of people are doing now is they give birth in the ocean, right? Because uh-huh. the dolphins will come. Like, if you go in the ocean and oh, give birth, shit. you get dolphins, and the dolphins will like sometimes bring like treasures from Atlantis for the baby. <laughs> They're doing it all over Russia. But, like, so here's a little-known thing about childbirth. LNF? What's that? LKF. Little-known fact. Little-known fact, yeah. Yeah, LKF. Mm -hmm. An LKF about childbirth is... Uh, it's not just the ocean that these kinds of amazing things happen with childbirth and one of the great conspiracies right now being perpetrated upon us by the New World Order and NASHOLE and the reason that so many people are being invited to give birth in hospitals rather than in the ocean. Did you just say NASHOLE? Yeah, NASHOLE. That's good, I like that. The reason that so many people are being invited to give birth in hospitals instead of the ocean mm-hmm. is because NASHOLE, etc., the Illuminati, New World Order, shape-shifting reptilians and the uh, elders of they don't want people to know that uh, uh, if you give birth in a variety of places, mystical creatures will emerge. For example, uh-huh. if you give birth yep. on a train track, oh, on a train track, bear cubs will come out of the woods uh-huh. and they will bring you a variety of things. Uh, they will bring you scented pine cones. Thunderdog? My sister, yep. I, I heard they bring you thunder dogs. My sister was not just granted one thunder dog by these bear cubs. Mm-hmm. They came out with a basket of them. A basket a of thunder basket. dogs. Basket. Ooh, that's, think of that now. I only got one thing to say there. That's money in the bank. Oh my god! I a mean, basket it paid of for thunder the, dogs. It paid for the boy. It would have paid for the boys' college. The problem is, the damn trains come by, and so when you when you know when you hear that thing, damn trains come by. Yeah. Always. That's the thing about trains. They're always just wrecking, coming. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what a thunder dog is, imagine oh, God. a groundhog meets a puppy. Meets and, a fucking bass track uh-huh. on some badass crunked out fucking Skrillex level goddamn dubstep. Imagine, you know, I'm sure you've done the thing where you got a nice head full of MDMA and you're standing in front of the speaker in the cuddle puddle or whatever and your vibratory mechanisms are on high. Imagine if you took those massive speakers and the whole cuddle puddle and the DJ and Skrillex himself, I salute you, my master, and suck that down into a cutest little fucking thundery little pup you ever saw. That's a thunder dog. Anyway, yeah, so that train track sound, what you heard there, was clearly, you know, well, it's something we don't want to have happen, but it does. Still better than birth in a hospital, though. I'll we just had that. to get started on a Skrillex Cinema bass in about... <laughs> Fucking love it. Fucking love it. I agree. I totally love it. I love it. And but the uh, thunder dogs, thunder dogs. We're talking about thunder dogs, and we're talking about, and they will cure measles. Uh-huh. That's the other thing. Well, they'll keep you from ever even getting it. God damn it! You know, you you you. Everybody's so ready to let 
a goddamn priest of Set, a follower of Moloch, somebody whose tongue is fair. Moloch? Moloch the owl god. Jesus, Lord, my God in heaven. Somebody, Honestly, I'm not super familiar with Moloch. Fuck, man. It's a goddamn mess up there in the Bohemian Grove. <laughs> and so, it's just so right. These people have got their fucking pinky fingers jammed right up the goddamn belly buttons of every fucking demonic piece of shit sprite spirit artificial intelligence techno combo transhumanist communist vegan vegetarian hyper liberal gender denying piece of shit they can find and you want that son of a bitch to inject a needle into your sweet tot when you could just put him next to a thunder dog measles gone all it takes is a little work you jerk just a little fucking work. All you need is one fucking thunder dog per block. And meanwhile, people are running as fast as they can right into the open arms of the multi-breasted snake lord who just wants to inject poisons into our most precious resource, which is the sweet flesh of the child. And to imagine that flesh is being tainted by the wing beetle bug tendrils rising out of the goddamn Tulus that they found buried in the ice caverns of Antarctica. Hi, this is Paul Beetlecase with my guest Jason Weatherborn. Hey, Jason. Hey! I'm hey. worked the fuck up! I can tell. Is there a song you want to hear or you want to play for our listeners? Fuck yeah! Hotel California! Okay. There's never been a more prophetic truth message since Nostradamus talked about this is the last pope! Hell yeah! Hey, do you know what this song's about? Fuck yeah, it's about the goddamn satanic conspiracy in Hollywood, man. What the fuck do you think it's about? I thought it was about um, a hotel that you have trouble checking out. Are you out of your... You must be out of your fucking mind. No, Listen, honestly, I heard it's about a, ho- a hotel that's understaffed. That's what it's about. Jesus fucking Christ, Johnny. No, it's not about a... Yes, it is. It's before they lifted the uh, immigration laws in California. It was difficult to find work because there's a lot of people moving here. Yeah. But they couldn't staff people. And right. it was before they allowed you to write a 10 right. WC. Sorry, a 1040 C uh, to do a, a subcontractor cash uh, payment. No shit. So you could basically hire you could hire illegals or you, oh. could, you could hire immigrants who were undocumented. Wait, well, I, I could have sworn this. No, listen. Dark Desert Highway. Yeah. Okay, he's driving. Got it? Yeah, okay. Or walk. He could be walking. Kalitas. We that's don't know what that is. No, what no one knows what that is. No, that's what comes out of No one knows what that is. Up ahead, the distance. Okay, that's the. F- that's the hotel. Okay. Hotels used to have. Let me pause this. Yeah. Hotels used to be lights. They had to have a shimmering light. Yeah, I know. Okay. I was wrong. He was, he was tired. I know. She stood in the doorway. You didn't play, See, it no, play it no more. I'm one sorry. person works there. I got all worked up. I thought it was a whole other thing. I'm sorry, man. 
<laughs> you're putting, well, honestly, you're putting these ideas in people's heads about like you know, I Illuminati. Wrong. I was wrong. Uh, take mushrooms. I was wrong. Don't trust uh, bear pharmaceuticals that just purchased Monsanto. Don't yeah. trust them. That also used to, you know, produce whatever for the Holocaust. Yeah, they used you know to the thing about it is, man, gas. I, like, okay, I, I, what, I'm gas sorry. is everywhere. Gas is the air. I know. A, a wise one, wise woman once said, "What does the eagle fly on?" The eagle flies on the delta, thick, thick air. Also, that new thing they're doing with American with the airlines, what where are they the doing? eagle they're letting eagles fly free. Oh, like they walk on. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. No, because this is a national eagles symbol. Fr- eagles f- fly free. Yeah, because <laughs> because dude, this is our national symbol. Yeah. These fucking eagles get worn out. Like a lot of times, like people see a bald eagle and they're like, yeah. "Oh my god, a bald eagle!" They don't realize they're looking at a thing that's essentially like run seventy marathons in it's a row. It's old technology. Yeah, uh-huh. well, yeah. So now this is you know, and people are complaining. Nobody wants to sit next to a me- an eagle because they have uh, you know razor sharp beaks and yeah. all, but. Dude, it's I sat next to an eagle all the way to fucking Pittsburgh from LA and it didn't it just slept. That's what I'm looking for. That's gotta be crazy sitting next to an eagle. Yeah. It's crazy sitting next to anything if you think about it. That's my I like that when people say that. That idea where you kind of can answer any question to that. You could just say, well, it's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? If I say, like, um, man, it sure is uh, crazy how, <sighs> sure is crazy how um, people can walk around without shoes in places that are the ground so hot. Yeah. And you, you could respond to, well, it's kind of crazy. Everything's kind of crazy if you think about it. Well, no, I mean, everything can be responded to in that way if mm-hmm. you think about it. If you think about everything, you can just think your way out of making anything be abnormal. Well, I, mean, I know, but you could literally say anything's abnormal. Mm-hmm. Anyone can say that. Yeah, what is normal? Anybody could say that. That's what I, I, I want to rob a, Hey, anyone can say that. I mean, everyone, yeah. everything's abnormal and anyone can say that. It's like if you rob a bank. Anyone can say rob a bank. Why robbing a bank? Well, I mean, what is normal? Everybody's robbing Should banks. Should I not rob a bank? But everyone's robbing banks if you think about it. Yeah. The banks are robbing themselves. If you think about it. If you really think about it. <laughs> you know? If you really think about it. I mean, if you fun. think about it, everybody's thinking about it. If you think about it, a lot of people aren't really thinking about it. I know, but if you really think about it, the people who aren't thinking about it are being thought about in the mind of someone thinking about them, meaning mm-hmm. that they're being simulated in a thought, which means that in a weird way, they are thinking about it inside the thought, even though they're not thinking about it in the 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 the, the, the holographic neurological replication of it. And someone's mind not be might not be thinking about it, but they're certainly part of a thought. And if you're part of a mm-hmm. thought, in a weird way, you're thinking, you know. So in that way, we're all in the mind of God. So we're all thinking about it. So there you go. We're all thinking. This is what. Made, thoughts. I mean, this not is, everyone's thinking. Did you kind of blow my mind? This is what I'm sort of feeling. Everyone's like. blowing your mind. Ah, the rain. God damn, I love that fucking smell of rain, man. Mm. When's the last time you smelled it? Oh, Jesus. It's been <laughs> fucking years. Oh. It hasn't rained here in forever. I'm glad. Have you heard this song before? This no, is the Doors. Is it? It's called Riders on the Storm. Who are the? Is this? Um, it's James Morrison. Okay. That's a keyboard. It's also that bass. It's also a keyboard. I gotta piss. Go piss. We'll take I a quick too much here, but Riders on the Storm. We'll take a quick break. We're taking a quick break. We're right back. Riders on the Storm. 
Tune? No, it's uh, open tuning. You know what I mean? It's like it's uh, it's so you can play everything at the same time. You know what I mean? Like try doing a bar chord. So you can play like like you just everything you fret is all the same tune. Can I sing a song? Yes. I don't know how to do open. Here, I'll show you. Watch. I'll just show you real quick. This is visually. Show me D. Well, it's open D, I think. See, watch. So if you just do everything, you do all like this. And then bar the whole thing. Okay. Okay, so sure, Everything sure. is its own. Okay, that's cool. It's basically like... It's a lazy man. I don't use... Oh, it's super lazy man. It's full-on lazy man's tuning. But you have to do the whole... <laughs> do you want this pick? Good. Mansion man in his director's chair paid a million dollars to replace his hair, but he cannot replace the soul he sold. Souls are worth more than all the world's gold Hollywood Hills Hollywood Thrills Hollywood Pills Hollywood Kills They call it the Walk of Fame But those are pentagrams you should be ashamed At night in their fancy homes Opening up the forbidden tome Open up Hollywood Hills Hollywood Thrills Hollywood Pills Hollywood Cares Listen to me Satan on your knees Hollywood Hills Hollywood Thrills Hollywood Pills Hollywood Kills Thanks for that. That was great. Thanks, man. I like that a lot. It's a cool sound. Um, yeah, I just really like that. It's what that was all about. It's a cool, like, fun idea. Thanks for playing that. I mean, no it's problem. True. I want to ask you about something that you said a long time ago to me okay. that I still, I think I'm still uh, unpacking and interested about the, Okay. I was thinking I could just corner you and make you fully explain it to me All right. in this situation. I'd love to. We were, we were walking around Nevada City, California. How can I forget? It was probably like eight years ago. Yes. And I think I was talking about something like, oh, it's great like to... Like you want to, like I was like, oh, I want to be someplace different that looks different, or like environments. You want to be like in a in a pretty nice environment that makes you feel good, yes. as opposed to like dirty city. Okay. And you said something about there's some old Buddhist saying mm. that 
I guess would be all Buddhist saying. They're all Some people will say to you, this land uh-huh. is better than that land. This place is better than that place. Yes. This kingdom is more beautiful than that kingdom. But I say to you, the whole world is on fire. That's it. <laughs> so who said that and when did they say it and why? So that was uh, spoken by Nancy Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, the whole world's on fire. Fire mom gave her child 700 aspirin and then shoved it him inside a pressure cooker. No, the... um. That so you know what's interesting about that one is I don't remember where I read it. It's attributed to the Buddha, Siddhartha. Yeah. Okay. But but um, uh, the truth of the matter is many things get attributed to the Buddha. There's so many various scriptures right. related to Buddhism, uh, and and these scriptures have been written in all the languages of the world mm-hmm. by now. So uh, knowing whether or not this was truly a thing that. The, was spake that was spake, uh, or it could have been something said by a Buddhist uh, scholar or one of the many people who, after the uh, appearance of the Buddha, achieved enlightenment because of uh, his uh, teaching. So mm-hmm. who knows? But the the thing is does is definitely rooted yeah. in the Buddhist idea, which is that. Um. Life is suffering, or another way to put it is, uh, and that's called dukkha. And, and so people hear that, and they really like, when you hear it at first, like, that's a real cynical way to look at life. Yeah. But so, but really, that's a, 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 a you could say, a, not a mistranslation, but a, a better way to put it is wobbly wheel. So we hear the word dukkha. What it really means is like when you're riding on your bike, and like the wheel is a little deflated, and so everything's kind of wobbly here, right? Yeah, it's so, imperfect. It's imperfect. So, like, if you've ever found yourself chastising a someone from AT&T or somebody from the cable company <laughs> right? or the bank or or, or, or or someone who you've been on hold for a long time and finally you get to them and you're fucking pissed and you're angry and you're chastising them. Uh, the reason you're doing that is because you had an expectation. Right. And the expectation was based on the idea that we are not in a universe where things tend to go awry. It was based on the idea that somehow this time the phone call was going to work. And like you sort of deserve something. Yeah, which is like it's going to work. Like our yeah. expectations about reality are that things are going to work out. We think that, you know what I mean, stuff's not going to fuck up here. It's so funny to think about. Yeah, and so that expectation is causing you a lot of pain, uh-huh. essentially. So Because you think things are going to work out when and it's it's very similar to a fish imagining that at some point he's not going to be wet, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the idea, which is there's all these fish <laughs> swimming around. That's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah and, and they're really pissed off because like, one day I'll be dry. <laughs> or or they might have in their mind a period where maybe they manage to finally jump out of their water and experience being dry for a second. Or So they're always thinking back to the good old days. Like, right. I remember that time I was dry. Or at some point, I'm telling you, Jack, we're going to be dry. All we got to do is make $7 million. All we got to do is grow our hair back. All we got to do... All we got to do is something. 
start working out, get a six-pack, take vitamins, drink smoothies. All I got to do is start jogging every day. All I got to do is find some Go to church. All I got to do is get a, a, an acting role. All I got to do is make it. All I got to do is retire. All I got to do is find a free second to myself. All I got to do, and then I'll be dry. But the reality is you're never ever gonna be dry here. So mm -hmm. this is why uh, Chogyam Trumpa Rinpoche, <laughs> uh, this great teacher who teaches the Kagyu lineage of Buddhism has said, um, it's hopeless. Right. So let's just go there. So just imagine this, you're not gonna get dry. And in fact, you're ceaseless quest to try to turn the universe three clicks to the left mm -hmm. is the thing that's causing you the suffering, it's not so much the fact that this thing or that thing is not really working out for you. Mm -hmm. But it's also, th th this goes like much deeper, which is that... Um, the this thing about well fuck and not only are you you're not going to be dry or the suffering thing that's happening to you really if we start looking at okay well yeah you're attached to the idea that tomorrow this thing's going to happen or you're attached to the idea that uh i don't know whatever you think is going to work out is going to work out or you're attached to the idea that you're going to find some balm in gilead as uh edgar Allan poe said in the or in the raven but what does uh, that mean balm in gilead ba is there no balm in gilead like it, balm like a something i, I think it means that, yeah, right. You're not going to find. Okay. You're not going to get soothed here. So, right. so not. But so then the next step of the thing is like, oh fuck. Okay, I see that. Yeah. Okay, I see that. That's probably not going to work out for mm -hmm. me. And then you kind of let go of the past, let go of the future. Now we're sitting here in the moment. And then what happens is we're in Dante's Inferno now, right? Which is right. that suddenly we're in the moment, completely on fire, right? And now we're like, oh fuck, man. Oh my god. I'm really like, oh my god. This, every single thing that I've been doing has been an attempt to evade the feeling that happens when I sit still. And so, oh, exactly. Right. And then, so I've been feeling that way lately. I feel like I'm, I'm rushing. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I'm, like I'm rushing to what? Rushing to my own death? You're, it's like I'm rushing, rushing. to the grave. <laughs> you're, just, you're, you're, you're like a person who's on fire and you're just running around. Like when you see in the movies when someone's on fire, yeah. what do they start doing? They just start running around right. like, ah! <laughs> and so what's high, what's you know particularly hilarious about this uh, is that uh, we what we have here is a bunch of people who are running around on fire and uh, pretending they're not on fire. Uh -huh. And so and, and and so now you've got a lot of people who have figured out a way to casually be on fire. And so that's a great idea <laughs> to be casually on fire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. And and then and and then on top of that, we've got this um, uh, not only the casually being on fire, but we've also in a weird way. Uh, actually turned being on fire into a kind of virtue. So mm -hmm. if someone's burning really brightly and, and, and there, there's someone who's like, and, and as they, they're, they're essentially like someone who's like managed to get a mansion and managed to, you know, become like incredibly wealthy. And yet yeah. in this, and how often have you run into, especially living out here, oh, yeah. this being who has achieved every single thing that anyone who is like... Dream of dreams upon dreams. Dream, and you look them in the eye and you see one of the saddest uh -huh. people you've ever seen because what you're witnessing is a person on fire who's been taking buckets of water and pouring them on the concrete in front of his feet instead mm -hmm. of pouring them on himself to put himself out. So he's been pouring water on the wrong part of the yeah. house. It's like your living room's on fire, you're pouring water in the kitchen. And so, so but again, it all comes back to this idea of like, 
<clears throat> okay, but what actually am I? You know, that's the thing. Who is on fire? That's the next question. What is the part of me that's burning? Mm -hmm. And then suddenly you begin to realize, wait a minute, that's not really even me. When we realize that what's happened is what would happen to anybody who's like, imagine like when you burn your finger, oh. all you think about is your fucking finger, right? Yeah. In this case, this uh, muscle cramp that's happened in the universe that's manifested as your temporary identity. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is, is fixated on itself, yeah. right? As it should be. It's like, it's a lot of suffering. And so we're fixated on this very temporary transient identity that we call ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so the worldlings, as they're often called, are people who are deeply fixated on their identity and they don't even understand that this fixation is on a thing that is not only incredibly impermanent but also doesn't exist without a relationship with other things yeah. so that's called um um dependent co-arising which means that oh i never heard that before yeah dependent depend co-arising yeah that yeah. almost sounds like it could be like a modern thing like a modern psychological idea, but obviously it's not really. Well, it's it's old. It's ancient. It's ancient, but it's this, it's this quick epiphany. It's an epiphany. And the realization is like, oh, wait a minute. Holy fucking shit. Right. I am a temporary ripple in a pond filled with ripples and all these ripples have started wearing clothes and driving cars mm -hmm. and they're like they're they really think that this thing that they are uh, is an is 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 real, and so the attachment to this thing that's called um, ignorance. So because they're ignorant, of, <laughs> and it, and we, I don't. I, it sounds like so like shaming. Oh I don't yeah, know, but it's not. It's not. It's like there's three main essentially like we one image that's used is we have this wheel which is existence <clears throat> the wheel of um, life so to speak and we have the hell realm animal realm human realm realm of the jealous gods and realm of the gods and the center of this wheel of embodiment has within it the symbol of a three different beings a snake a rooster and a um, god I, I think it's like lovebirds I can't remember I always forget but anyway this, this is a Buddhist thing or Hindu it's thing it's a Buddhist thing okay. which is so essentially like the idea is like the suffering uh, is coming from three main problems which is desire aversion um uh, and ignorance okay. so so any so essentially either one you're wishing that you had something which is really painful like the next time you're desiring anything look at that feeling and you realize like it's kind of an achy not oh, yeah yeah it doesn't feel good to want something mm -hmm. and and really that achy feeling is actually the feeling of existence itself but you have yourself yet again to imagine that the achy feeling will be resolved through the achievement or attainment of this thing or that thing, mm -hmm. right? The next problem is aversion. So you often you'll be sitting in a place and think, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be at this meeting. I don't want to be in traffic. I don't want to be, yeah. I want to be alone. I want to be with somebody. All this, you know, always wanting to not be just where you're at, right? Mm -hmm. So that's called aversion. And again, it's the same problem, which is you imagine that should you get out of this situation into another situation, it's better. suffering ceases, which it won't, mm -hmm. right? And then the third problem is ignorance, which is that because you assume or you have been taught that you're a thing and you imagine you're permanent, 
constant and you're going to go on forever and the stuff that you are lasts and you're not this beautiful ripple in a never-ending, ever-expanding ocean of love, sentience, consciousness, or a better yeah. way to put it would be clear mind or the uh, <clears throat> clear light. Um, you're you're really feeling the a lot of problems because you're living in this massive, never-ending, beautiful paradise. And for whatever reason, you've decided to just sit at this tiny little fire ring that is yourself instead uh-huh. of letting go into the great eternal vast expansiveness of time or whatever you want to call it. So these three things cause a lot of problems for us here. And um, uh, Buddhism is the process, you could say, or the analysis of this sort of uh, fundamental problematic relationship with uh, existence or or, the, yeah. or, or duality versus um, uh, um, uh, how would you put it? A duality versus uh, oneness. I had this. I'm asking this because I thought of this thing last night as I was sort of like, kind of meditating and falling asleep. Uh, I was thinking about this idea of someone who, okay, I was, it was like myself, right? And let's say, uh, like the, the character of myself in this sort of play or something that I was thinking about. It, he he dies, but there's like he goes into this sort of uh, realm of like a like a dream state, like a purgatory type situation. And like I saw myself like waking up in this this is hotel in New Orleans that we my family used to go to that was like this old old building had these cool these really pretty little fountains and little courtyard thing of just like the most idyllic little yeah something like a, you'd see in a like a movie or something that just like this perfect relaxing idyllic little environment and I like I wake up there and I'm like I'm looking at this little fountain and some like a banana tree next to it and it's just all warm and dappled light it's just really perfect and i'm like oh where am i and some lady comes up to me some like beautiful lady comes up to me and it's like oh you were uh you're here you're in um you're in purgatory i'm like what do you mean did i die she's like well yeah you sort of died but like it's not really you can't really die i'm like yeah. okay well i don't understand and then it's like um she's explaining to me well you're in purgatory and what purgatory is is that you have um you have a, basically an infinite amount of time to do whatever you want and um, any, every, and like, what makes it purgatory? Like, well, purgatory is effortless. Anything you want, you will have. If you want to have sex with me right now, you can have sex with me. If you want to get high, basically, every anything you would ever want, you can fulfill it instantaneously yeah. and for infinity. And when you get tired of that, then you can go to heaven. And I'm like, well, what's heaven? It's like, oh, heaven's where you were. Heaven was heaven was earth. And I'm like, wait a second. Why is why is that heaven? Like, oh, shouldn't this be heaven? She's like, no, it's not. This is actually. Well, she's like, oh, this isn't hell. This is because there is no hell. But this is what hell is: is having everything you want instantaneously. And once you get over that. You can go back to heaven. I'm like, well, I don't understand how how is the so, earth heaven because yeah. there's all these bad things that happen. She's like, oh yeah, well, didn't don't you get it? Heaven's not perfect. No one ever said heaven's supposed to be perfect. I'm like, oh okay. So and that's where I kind of that's where the hang. That's where I'm like, how do I complete this idea? It's something there in my head. Let me help. Yeah. The, so <laughs> the um okay so in um Buddhism uh in in Tibetan Buddhism. Uh, there's the bardos, which are the intermediary states between one incarnation and the next, right? And so one of those in, 
incarnation, one of those bardos is called the realm of the hungry ghosts. And so the depiction and drawings of the hungry ghosts is they have these really long necks that are tiny uh-huh. and they have this massive appetite. They're always hungry, but these really long necks and anything they want, they can make appear. So your dream, you could say, was a vision of the realm of the hungry ghosts. Mm-hmm. It was just in a more beautiful setting. And the and and so uh, the idea here was that um, you, you your massive ravenous appetite for pleasure or whatever here's your chance to do it mm-hmm. right and now what a nightmare because you realize holy fucking shit it's not working it's just not working there's no effort it's just no it's not the effort it's that you're not addressing the problem and the problem is identification with an identity a self differentiation all right yeah you see that's the that's where we're that's what that's what's still happening and so when that's like a carnal thing which is like a that's like a personal if you want to eat and be uh and have like feeling of like a good feel like an over feeling of well-being and all that stuff those are all like sort of pleasure pleasurable things are all associated with the self it's like it's like a very we're in the self mm -hmm. we are snared in this really sensual net of atoms that is producing lots of experience for us. And the Mm -hmm. experience is like really addictive. And so we've become like (laughs) very addicted to being incarnated. And so the intermediary in the the Bardos, there's all these opportunities to let go. And if you can let go, then you... No, you no longer incarnate and you have sort of you're able to like it's basically you put down the crack pipe eternally. You're no longer like smoking the crack pipe of human identity or whatever identity, because what ends up happening is based on your particular predilections or your sort of like um, uh, momentum. Which is essentially what everyone is. It's just like momentum. Yeah. So, like, you're sort of this momentum moving through time. And the momentum, it's like got karma. It's karma. The momentum is the karma. So you have these tendencies. And the tenden- the sum total of those tendencies is producing the behavior patterns, likes, dislikes, that essentially make up your life. You look around and you see this being is like created around it some something, you know, furniture, a life, <laughs> a job, a car, a yeah. dogs, a, you know, all this stuff is around you. And you look around and you have all these predilections like, oh, I want to fucking isolate latte or you know you know i like uh, mushrooms well i like acid well i like you know i like this kind of sex and i like that kind of sex mm-hmm. and i like you go and t- you look i mean just the next time you try on clothes just look yeah. at how hilarious it is that for whatever reason oh, i'm gonna wear that shirt today and you have this is just momentum right so when the um when you, as it's called, when you drop your body, the momentum continues into the bardo states, and so the momentum is reflected around you. So you, and which is exactly what's happening now, is like everything around you is a reflection of every decision that you've ever made, and that reflection appears around you in the bardo states, except it embodies, it talks to you, and so this is why the main trick of it all is this: stop doing shit 
for yourself, mm-hmm. right? So the idea is like the moment you just begin to try to do stuff for other people, and, and the way it gets broken down by the Dalai Lama is so simple. If you can help, help. If you can't help, don't hurt. So why not? Why not hurt? It seems like a question we should all know the answer to, but we don't. Mm-hmm. The reason you shouldn't hurt is, it, it, and, and I don't mean hurt, like, they're obviously, you shouldn't go around punching people or yeah. doing physical acts of violence. I'm talking about the little nags, the little jabs, the little things, whatever it may be, cutting people off in traffic. The little re- pieces of, of, of darkness. Yeah, anytime you just find yourself doing the thing that you know you're doing, even if you're pretending you're not. Oh, yeah. That thing. When you're doing the thing, remember this. If the person who you have nagged should die in the state of consciousness that you produced in them through your violent act, no matter how micro that violence may be, did that momentum, for example, let's just say, for whatever reason, you're around somebody who did you wrong, and you see them and they see you, and you say the perfect thing. Finally, you say it. Yeah. The cutting word. You finally do it. You deliver the blow. You say it in the most simple way. You know? Well, it looks like you've got no pants on, too. <laughs> yeah, that, whatever whoosh, it is. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. You do the thing, right? So, and then that person, like, you know, you get them for real. You got them. Count of Monte Cristo, pure vengeance. You deliver <laughs> the fucking Camus style, undermining, crack the windshield. They walk out feeling rotten, mm-hmm. right? And they're feel so bad that they don't even pay attention they get hit by a fucking car now they die but the momentum of that momentary confusion anger sadness that you inflicted that you rippled their pawn in a certain way that will manifest around them in the bardo estates and so now they're going to be seeing a lot of spooky shit around them which is going to be the reflection of their interior self if you've ever been on a psychedelic and you have gotten hold of yourself enough to begin to experiment with just saying sentences. I love you on a psychedelic. Just say I love you and look around at the way the world lights up a little bit. You will realize, oh my God, like in this psychedelic state of consciousness, I can witness the ripples that are happening around me. Even when I say I love you, I don't even mean it. So you could start seeing like, holy fucking shit, I'm truly shaping reality. You're not really shaping reality. I mean, you are. You're just witnessing your projection. you're witnessing what happens when you when you put something out, it, it, no matter what, you're, something is happening. Like so, you are. It's like if you yell into wet paint, you're going to see ripples. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. I I think of it as that's great. Yelling into paint. Sometimes I think about it as like walking, being a a candle flame, walking through wax. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you're, you're just seeing your projection most of the time. Like, you know. I'm trying to think of a great example of when, like, I realized I was just seeing, you know, oh, yeah, like, so you're, you're in a good mood. You've left your iPad in the back of your car, you think. You go to the car and you look. The iPad's not in the back seat. You're like, oh, fuck. I guess it's in the trunk. I must have had right. it put it under some clothes or something. And sure enough, you find the iPad in the trunk. You're in a bad mood. You go to the car, you look in the back seat, iPod's not there, iPad, whatever, and you think, fuck. 
someone fucking stole my iPad. Yeah. Right? And then... Yeah. So so it's like you're seeing your projection of your current state of consciousness right. reflected back to you via whatever circumstances happening around you. If you're in a paranoid state of consciousness, the, the best way to put it is a saying, which is when a pickpocket sees a saint, all he sees is pockets. Right. <laughs> yeah, because everything it's such a it's such a manifestation of what how, it's your point of view. It's your thing that you're bringing to whatever you're experiencing. It's not the experience as much as it is how you ex- how you are experiencing it. That's always. right. It's always that thing where, like, oh, you blame someone else for something when really. Yeah. You blame it's your own fault. And maybe they did do something. I mean, I was talking to yeah. a friend of mine. My bicycle had been stolen. And she was like, my bike got stolen too. And I'm like literally saying, well, I hope whoever stole my fucking bike just, I, I don't remember what I was saying. I was just like spewing out Yeah, you out get some, angry as shit. I hope they get fucking, I hope they that fucking wheel falls off and they fucking, and I'm really pissed, dude. My friend, she said this in a non-high roady way, even though when it comes out, it's going to sound like that. She just meant it. She goes, you know, when my bike got stolen, I was just thinking, I bet they really need a bike. And yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like, fuck. I'm like, hey, but what about, I want to scream into the fucking darkness. And, I, and, you're, and you're, it's just momentum. Yeah. It's just momentum. And so it's like the baby cries, right? What you do is you pick up the baby and you hold the baby and you wait until the baby start, stops crying. But while the baby's crying, if you're a good parent, what you don't do is shake the baby. Similarly, when you start coming to the realization that your entire identity is a screaming baby, you don't then hate yourself by being like, motherfuck, I'm so angry, what a piece of shit, I'm yeah. the angriest person. What you do is... That's you, the hardest thing of all. You hold that identity that you've become attached to mm-hmm. in the embrace of the infinite spaciousness that is all things and you love that baby the best thing i ever heard was that to laugh at it like it's a kid making a mistake like oh look at me being this way well look at this silly beautiful beautiful being that is in a you know is is really sad right now or unhappy or angry or wow i thought i was that thing i just love that thing i know it's gonna be fine i know we're gonna be fine and then sure as shit <laughs> Suddenly, you just realize I was just like hooked on anger, hooked on being pissed, hooked on being this or that, hooked on pretending to be enlightened, hooked on this or that, hooked on phonics. You're hooked on physicality, mother. It's time.